Folder Off Friday, episode number eight. What's up, everybody? Got a quick episode for you today, and then you can get into your weekend, get out there in the woods, get out on some food, and get after those bucks again. They're going to start showing up more and more, moving again after they've kind of recouped from the rut. You're going to get back on their feeding patterns, similar to the early season, but... Again, different because it's going to be what's available. So that's what I'm going to talk about today is when you get in that situation, if you have to hunt an ag field because not everybody has it set up to where they can put food on their property as far as food plots go and stuff like that and set things up to where they don't have to worry about walking through a destination food source on the way in and out of a stand. I've got one place that's kind of that way. If I want to hunt a certain stand um, on a certain wind, you got to get a little creative when it comes to getting in and out of there. So that's what I'm going to talk about, some ways you can be creative getting out clean instead of spooking your whole field. Because if that deer, some of the does and the younger deer, you'll get away with it more. But the mature deer, especially the bucks, if they see you climbing out of that stand before dark, even after dark, right on the edge of their feed, their food field, like if they came out in daylight and they didn't make it over to you, didn't give you a shot, but they were still out there when you had to get down, if they see you doing that, they're probably not going to come back out in daylight. So... Some ways you can avoid that. First of all, um, it's better really not to sit right on those destination food fields. But again, that's not always an option. I've got, like I said, some stands where for the right wind, that's about the best place I can sit. So it's a little bit risky, but as long as you know, there are some ways you can mitigate that risk, I guess. And that's what we're going to get into. But another way, if you can get, if you have to sit on that, the edge of that cut cornfield or a bean field, maybe you can set it up to where when it comes time to get down, you can go down the backside of the tree and either drop down into a creek maybe or even some timber and slip out that way. Again, that's not always an option, but if it is, I definitely would recommend that. I do have another stand set up right on the edge of a cut cornfield. actually did this the night before I shot Ghost. He was out in the field with some other bucks and a couple does. And they were still out there just after dark. So I just slipped down the backside of the tree, even though it was right on the edge of this cut cornfield. Got dropped into a creek and slipped out of there, and they had no idea. Obviously, he came back the night before uh, right by that tree at 35 yards. So that's an option, always a good option. But again, if you don't have that luxury and you're just walking through, maybe you have to walk through the field edge to get to your stand maybe it's in a fence row so you got to walk on one side or the other of the fence row if you can try to like if it splits two fields like a situation I'm in if you can try to walk on the side where you don't think the deer are going to be then obviously you want to do that but that's not always bulletproof either because there's you know at any time they could be on either side of that so here's some options to where you can clear that field without hurting anything because there are ways to do that you can you can spook the deer off the field without letting them know they're being hunted. And that's the biggest thing. Normal human activity is okay, but if they know that you're out there hunting them, that's completely different when you spook them. So the first one goes right into that normal human activity thing. If you have somebody and you're in the right stand set up, and a lot of times if you're hunting on an ag field, there's going to be a field entrance of some sort. Obviously, they have to get back in there with their equipment. So if 
if you can have somebody drive out and clear that field with a vehicle, that's one of the best ways to do it, in my opinion, because those deer are used to vehicles, used to that human activity. Obviously, they're not going to stick around and see what happens, but a majority of the time, after they drive out there and run those deer off, you get down, get in the truck, and leave, they'll be back out in that field within the next five minutes. Even the mature bucks aren't going to care about a vehicle coming out there. Now, obviously, there are times when that's not possible. Maybe you just don't have anybody around to come do that for you, which is the case for a lot of people. Maybe it's too wet, so you don't want to run up the field. That's another situation. Maybe the farmer just doesn't want you driving in the field, which is completely understandable. Uh, Again, if they've got some kind of cover crop that they don't want you driving over, that's potentially an issue too. So that's one of the best options, I think. But again, it's not always available to everybody. So there are a few more that I've used, and I've actually used all of these with some success, and some of them didn't work at times. So but they've all worked at least part of the time. The next one is the barred owl hoot. So if you've never heard that, I got a short clip here. Hopefully you can hear it okay. If you can give them one of those, it's that who cooks for you, who cooks for you all. If you guys are turkey hunters, you probably know that one. As long as it sounds somewhat realistic, there are times when I've seen that especially in the late season when deer are already kind of on edge anyway. I've seen that clear a field at least long enough for you to get out of the stand. Again, that's one of those deals where if you do it, maybe they clear out, and then they're going to be right back within, you know, five or ten minutes. So do that. Get down out of your stand. Um, Be ready to climb down when you do this stuff too. So don't do this while you still got your bow on the hanger with your quiver off and all your stuff out of your backpack and all that stuff. Do everything except maybe unhook from the tree your safety harness and then do this, unclip that thing and get down out of the tree and get out of there. That way they don't catch you when they're coming back out in the field as well. So that barred owl hoot, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I've seen it both ways. That's that's an option. It tends to be a little bit easier for some people than others as well to make it sound realistic. So again, just another option. Another one, the third one I've got down here is a coyote house. So similar to that barred owl you can do it yourself Um, everybody knows what a coyote howl sounds like if you don't you can look that one up I don't have a clip for it it usually works pretty well the only time I've not had that one really work uh, there's a couple times that come to mind and both of them had to do with younger deer so I've had little bucks in the field I'll coyote howl at them and they've just not really been around enough to know what's going on yet and they'll actually come check it out so In both of those situations, though, and a lot of times, again, you can get away with it on younger deer. Just do something to maybe throw something out of the tree if you've got, I don't know, whatever it is that you can toss out of the tree and make some noise maybe to spook them off. And then you can climb down. And even if they see you a little bit, those younger deer, they'll probably still be back out there the next evening. It's really the mature deer, the mature bucks that you're worried about. And a lot of times if they hear a coyote howl, they know what's up. So they're probably going to get out of there. Again, they may come back shortly thereafter. But it that one tends to work uh, more often than the owl hoot. Obviously not as often as driving out there. But if you can't drive out there, the coyote howl is probably my next one to go to. You might get lucky. I've had that happen as well. I've sat on one block of the, uh, one edge of a block of timber 
had some deer running around out in the field where I needed to walk out within 100 yards of me. Gave them a coyote howl. They definitely got their attention. But then on the other side of that block of timber, there was actually a coyote over there that howled back. So that was the perfect situation where I just got lucky and had one close enough. And obviously the real thing's going to do it. They got out of there, and I was able to slip out of that stand through that field and not have any issues. So you might get lucky and do that. Another way, and I'm not sure, depending on where you're at, if it's legal or not, you, you'll definitely want to look into that. But if you got an electronic collar, um, similar to what we've got in the shop up here, if you can set that thing out, a lot of those you can set them, you know, a, a distance away with a remote. You can set that thing as you're walking in and take the remote with you up the tree. And then when it comes time to get down, if there's deer in the field, use that electronic collar to give them something really realistic instead of just you howling. And it'll also give them a different point to look towards too. So they're not looking maybe directly at you or in your direction. So that's an option as well. Again, like I said, if it's legal, I don't know all the different states laws on that as far as if you're using an electronic collar as a coyote to clear the field for deer. I know a lot of places it's not legal to actually call at deer with electronics. So just make sure you are aware of that. The last one I've got down um, is if, again, it's kind of like what I was talking about with those, those immature deer. If you have, if they're really close and you can't do, you don't have anybody that can drive out. If you do an owl hoot or coyote howl, they're just going to look right up at you. Maybe bring something with you up in the stand, whether it's a stick or a bucket lid or a water bottle or something that you can toss out of the tree at them. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but as long as they don't know where it came from, and you've seen that a lot of times, if you shoot a deer and they didn't know you were there, they have no idea what happened. Uh, even the deer that got shot doesn't know what happened, but especially the others that are with it, they'll run off and stop and look around and look around and look around. A lot of times they'll just go back to feeding. Other times they might finally trot off. But if you've got something with you that you can toss out of the stand, just enough to spook them, you don't have to like hit them with it or anything. But, I mean, I guess you could if you wanted to. I don't, I'm not going to do that, but whatever. Um, toss that out of the tree, and it should, a lot of times it's going to spook them away at least far enough that you can use one of those secondaries. So if you combine that with like a coyote howl, they might end up thinking that what they heard, all that rustling, that commotion was a coyote, and then that's going to go ahead and push them the rest of the way off. So that was kind of the last one I had. Those are just ways you guys can get creative with clearing fields instead of just climbing down and spooking all the deer off the field because they see you, which is not going to be a recipe for success when it comes to killing mature bucks. I can tell you that. You're going to get away with it on some does and a lot of immature deer, but you want to kill big deer, that's really not the way to do it. They can't know you're trying to hunt them. Some of them are going to be forgiving maybe one time, but definitely not two. The biggest thing with all of this, though, to remember is you got to make sure it's dark, dark. So not just, okay, it's end of legal shooting time, I'm going to do this and get out. Because, you know, at the end of legal shooting time, unless maybe it's a really cloudy day, it's dark anyway, there's still visible light where they, you know, and deer see at that time of day as good as they do any other time, way better than us. So you have to wait till it's really dark. And the reason is it's not because deer can't see after dark. Obviously, everybody knows they can, but they tend to be more forgiving after that. So if you spook a field in the daylight, they're probably not going to be as likely to come back as if you do it after dark, even if it's them seeing you coming out of the tree. If they see you in the daylight, it's pretty much over. If they see you after dark, you might get away with it again one time, maybe even two times. But especially if you're doing this kind of stuff, if you give them a coyote howl, 
and they don't see you actually climbing out of the tree, but they just see something at the bottom of it or catch a glimpse of you walking out, they're probably just going to assume that's a coyote, even if they still hung around. But again, it's got to be after dark. You don't want to do this stuff too early and take a chance of running them off for good. So those are some ways, hopefully, that'll help you. If you're in a situation where you have to hunt on those right on those fields, um, if you can't put in food plots and set those up to where you can get in and out well, if you can't sit back in the timber, that's preferably the spot to be because you're going to see the deer earlier as well. So if you can sit back off of the field edge in the timber and catch them going to the field, then even if you don't see anything you want to shoot, you don't shoot anything, you can get down out of that stand and slip out of that block of timber while all the deer are out in the field and they're no none the wiser for it. So, But again, that's not always an option for everybody. So those are just some ways if you're stuck where you have to be on that field edge and that's the best food possible, because right now you're going to be want you're going to want to hunt around food and back on those feeding patterns. If that's the only thing that you can do, those are some things that are going to help you not spook the deer, um, not let them know that you're hunting them. I guess obviously it's going to spook them. That's kind of the idea, but not by human activity, unusual human activity. So hopefully that helps you guys. It's really, really, really important. We talk about it all the time, the entry and exit, and that's one way you can cover your exit, a few ways you can cover your exit. It's so important to make sure you're being clean going in and out. So that stuff should help. A couple things before I leave you guys for the weekend. Make sure you go to ridgehunteroutdoors.com and use discount code FULLDRAW, that's all caps, and you can get 10% off anything on the site. Also, we're doing a giveaway, Wild Game Innovations uh, Spark 2.0 Trail Camera Package. If you guys want in on that, go over to Apple Podcasts and just leave us a review. One star to five stars, doesn't matter. When we hit 25 reviews, we'll draw from a hat or something of all the names of the people who have reviewed, and then that'll be the winner of that Trail Camera Package. I think MSRP on that's like 90 bucks. so pretty sweet deal. All you got to do is go leave a review. You don't have to buy anything to be entered into that. Make sure you spot, uh, follow us on Spotify if you're listening there. Um, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like, comment on any of our videos there. That really helps us out. I'm going to have a new one, vlog video coming out here soon. I was able to shoot a doe the other night with the new setup, so pretty excited about that. I didn't have any video of the actual shot, unfortunately, with that tree. It's not really set up well for me to do self-filming right now, maybe sometime in the future. But either way, I think it'll be a good video. You guys can check that out on the YouTube channel. If you subscribe, hit the notification bell. You'll be notified as soon as that stuff comes up. Of course, we're putting all kinds of content up there as much as possible. It's been slowed down the last few weeks, but it'll pick up again here soon. And then these will be back on YouTube as well, so you can check them out there instead of just listening if you'd rather do that. So that's all I got for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again next Friday, and good luck if you're headed out this weekend.